Please do sit now as we receive the words of Holy Scripture for this morning. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers. Together the crowd numbered about 120 people. He said, friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit through David foretold. Concerning Judas, he became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. But he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in, the, in this ministry. So one of the men who have accompanied us throughout the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us. One of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship, from which Jesus turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The response for the psalm is, Happy are they who trust in the Lord. Happy are they who have not walked in the counsel of the wicked, nor lingered in the way of sinners, nor sat in the seat of the scornful. Their delight is in the law of the Lord, and they meditate on his law day and night. Happy are they who trust in the Lord. They are like trees planted by streams of water, bearing fruit in due season, with leaves that do not wither. Everything they do shall prosper. It is not so with the wicked. They are like chaff which the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked shall not stand upright. When judgment comes, nor the sinner in the counsel of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked is doomed. A reading from the first letter of John. If we receive human testimony, the testimony of God is greater, for this is a testimony of God that he has testified to his Son. Those who believe in the Son of God have the testimony in their hearts. Those who do not believe in God have made him a liar by not believing in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. And this is the testimony God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Lord be on your lips and in your heart that you may worthily proclaim his holy gospel in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia, alleluia. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful people, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. 
Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them. And they have received them and know in truth that I come from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. But now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, so that they also may be sanctified in truth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in our sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Anyone who cleans brasses in churches knows that getting them to sparkle is hard work. Brass tarnishes as oxygen reacts with the metal, making it dull and unattractive. To get it shine back, you have to use a cleaning agent and rub fast and hard with a soft cloth. Often the cleaning agent makes the metal muckier than the golden shine before the golden shine starts to shine through afresh. It has to be done repeatedly. As no sooner as that job is done, the oxidation process starts again. Yet anyone visiting a church or seeing candlesticks on a mantelpiece at home just sees the sparkle. The hard work that has got the brass to that state is invisible. Jesus has spent three years of his ministry teaching his disciples. No, he knows it's a, he, no, he knows he's about to leave them. The disciples will be left to shine God's light in the world. Jesus has trained them for this moment, and it has been hard work. Jesus completes his ministry to them with final teachings, 
and then prays for himself, for the disciples, which is today's gospel, and then for all believers. Jesus asked several things for the disciples. First, that the disciples are at one with each other, as Jesus and the Father are one. Second, that they will have his joy within them, the joy of doing God's will. He knows that the message of the gospel is not welcomed in the world, and so asks for their protection from the evil one. Finally, he asks God to sanctify them in truth. For these all too human disciples, Jesus prays for oneness, joy, protection, and holiness. But we must note, all this is not to take the disciples out of the world, but so they can shine out the love of God in the world. Think back to cleaning the grubby brasses. This is like the job Jesus has done with the disciples. And now we need to shine the love of God out into the world. Well, how do we become holy enough to do this? Jesus prays to his Father, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. We can learn so much by steeping ourselves in the scriptures, God's word. When we listen to today's reading from Acts, we are able to learn from the disciples the place of opening up our hearts in prayer when we are making decisions. Jesus, too, is the word by which we are sanctified. John begins his gospel by declaring, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and lived among us. To be sanctified, we need to steep ourselves in Jesus' life, to think about how he lived, how he kept, who he kept company with, who he challenged, how he managed to keep going, repeating, retreating to quiet places to pray and have good friends around him. For example, we need to contemplate how he constantly surprised people with his offer of love and mercy instead of judgment. Pondering his parables alone is a lifetime's work and joy. Joy as we find God's love living ways. Joy as we find God's like ways of living in the world, which God so loves. Joy for as we begin to live like this, other people catch glimpses of God's love, like the sparkle of the brasses. And together, we transform the world into a place where all live as one. Between Ascension and Pentecost, our minds are directed towards the coming of the Holy Spirit which is about to be poured into the churches. As we await its arrival, our task is to understand what it will mean for us to follow Jesus in the power of the same spirit that anointed him in his ministry. This will mean bringing God's word of grace 
powerfully to a needy world and may also mean suffering for the sake of truth. For John, Jesus' glorification was complete when he was lifted up on the cross. So how can we use this text to help us in our preparation for the coming of the Holy Spirit? Well, for one thing, we can allow ourselves to soak in the word of God, in scripture, but also in prayer, worship, and sacrament. Also, we can renew our commitment to the life of the body of Christ. It is together that we are called to make God's word of love known. This prayer is for us to be formed together around the word of God. And so we wait together for the coming of the Spirit as we look to his next week. This is a week to pray daily for the Spirit to come and soak us up again in the truth of God's word. Amen.